Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Season 5 of Eye on the Future with Lady Fontaine and co-hosts Jim Elkin and Paul LaPlaca. To schedule a reading or learn more about Lady Fontaine, also known as America's number one love psychic, be sure to check out Lady Fontaine's website at ladyfontaine.com. Now, here's Lady Fontaine with co-hosts Jim Elkin and Paul LaPlaca. Happy Valentine's Day and welcome to Love in the Time of COVID and I Am the Future Special. This is Season 5, Episode 1. I am your co-host, Paul LaPlaca, along with Jim Elkin and our resident love expert, Lady Fontaine. Our phone numbers, our phone lines are open. We have a new number. We want to hear from you, all your challenges and hopefully successes in finding a partner and experiencing love during this pandemic. We will be taking your calls throughout the show at this new number, 319 527 6216. That's 319-527-6216. And we want to hear you hear from you with your questions about love, life, and your stories on how you're getting by. The phone lines are open. Please call. Uh, Lady Fontaine, I'm new to the show, and I'm fascinated with the testimonials I've been reading on your website and the comments I've seen from your clients. I'd love to know about your expertise in this area. Um, I read on your website that you have over 400 marriages to your credit. What are you doing and how do you do it? <laughs> well, that is a good question, and thank you for asking it. And actually, welcome aboard, Paul. We're, we're delighted to have you on board. Thank you. Um, I'm trying to think of even where to start with this. My dad was a natural-born channel, and my whole life I had psychic ability, and I was also able to channel. And it just sort of you know, developed from there. I was very fortunate that my mom was very fascinated by this. So instead of saying, oh, you know, uh, you're not really doing anything or you're not picking this up, she was intrigued and she went, oh my God, what else can you tell me? So, you know, by her encouraging me like that, it really allowed me to develop my psychic powers. And then through the years, um, I was mentored by a very, very famous um, medium. And from there, you know, um, actually, Jim worked with me for years in really learning how to turn it on, turn it on and off. And you know, I guess they, as I guess as they say, the rest is history. Um, I started doing readings, and things just exploded. I have an international um, clientele, and I've been doing this for a long time. And I get a lot of recognition and a lot of notoriety. Um, without really even looking for it. Um, Yahoo has called me the best political psychic. I've been called by other um, websites, um, the best uh, Wall Street psychic. I mean, you know, I'm just 
sort of doing my thing and getting the recognition along the way. So it's been a thrilling ride. And yes, there's been approximately 400 and I think the latest number is about 419 or 420 weddings that have so occurred people you've with advised, my guidance. They've taken yes. your advice and they've ended, ended up getting married. That's incredible. Yes. Yeah, and what happens sometimes is that people, you know, will have to meet two or three or four men and all or women, and all along I'll be like, nah, nah, not right. <laughs> That's not the one. <laughs> and then, you know, I had a client just, uh, I think, last week, and she's been a client for probably 10 years, and she was running a certain relationship by me, and I said, you know, the last time I said anything like that to you, you ended up marrying the guy. Um, so I, I just know intuitively, I just know when those energies overlap and they mesh right and it just feels right. I just know. And, you know, so far I've been really, really accurate. And what I, what's even better about the number of marriages is I would say 95% of those marriages are still secure. I mean, they're, it's not like they get married and two months later, they're divorced. Um, you know, I really work with my clients in building the best relationships and it's where it really works. That's great. Well, tonight we have a real special show. Um, you know, it's a Valentine's day in the middle of, uh, this horrible pandemic and we're looking for some good stories, some, some positive things. Um, there's a story I read last summer in the post about this Italian couple in Verona. They caught each other's eye over, uh, across their balconies and started following each other like on Instagram. And this bloomed into a 10 week long courtship. And due to Italy's strict lockdown rules, they could not meet in person. And it's also funny because Verona is where the setting for Shakespeare is Romeo and Juliet. Ah. And of course, this didn't end in tragedy. Um, It ended in engagement. So we're looking for people that maybe are going through similar situations that, okay, you can't meet. And maybe this is a a good thing because you're starting to develop uh, real deep connections uh, as opposed to kind of like a Tinder hookup and things are, you know, short lived. So, what are your stories, listeners? Do you have anything that's similar? What's happening in the world of dating right now? I, I want to make a comment on that story in Italy. I mean, that has to be one of the all-time best stories that I've heard. I mean, right? really, there there are so many stories out there. I think every newspaper has picked up, um, you know, the COVID-19 love stories where people are either meeting online or scenarios like you said. You know, you sort of get a glimpse of someone from afar and it develops into something meaningful and lasting. So, you know, I mean, as bad as this time is and as much um, anxiety and and many people are dealing with that, I mean, uh, you know, a lot of isolation and fear of really going out there and meeting people. So, um, you know, like you said, I think this gives people an opportunity to really delve in deep and really get to know the person before jumping in. Right you know, having a relationship. And there's something to be said for that. There truly is. I always tell my clients, go slow. And I I always say, what's your rush? I mean, if you're in so much of a hurry, then there's got to be fear or some reason why you think that, you know, it's not going to go the long haul. Right. So so most definitely, I think that's the smart thing to do. Yeah. So Jim, do you have anyone uh, lined up that has a a story similar to this or? Yeah, I've got... I've got, I've got Kimberly on line one. Um, she's uh, back into dating and wants some advice as to how to proceed. Okay. Absolutely. We would definitely want to Here hear from come. her. Hi, Kimberly. Hi. Uh, 
We're great. We're great. How are you? Well, I'm doing well. Tell me your story. So my my story is um, for about two, about four years, I was in a relationship. And the relationship wasn't going well because I eventually found out he was a narcissist. <clears throat> so I got out of that relationship and I um, started loving myself more when I was going to therapy and um, for a while and understood who I was and um, what I was worth and placed my boundaries securely in place. And... Um, Actually, I've been talking to a couple of guys online, but I just not serious. And I'm just interested in um, someone who is uh, more has a more uh, spiritual depth. So, and I just want to navigate, you know, how to find that. Well, you, you're absolutely doing all the right things. You know, being in therapy, defining your boundaries. Um, you know, doing that inner work, because truly that's how you find the person of your dreams. I always say you only need one person to either find a relationship or fix a relationship, and that one person is you. You know, the more you focus on yourself, and there's something, I don't know if you've listened to the show before, but there's something that I often say, and that's don't want it. When you're wanting it, you're going to keep it away. If you look up the meaning of want, in any dictionary, it's lack of. And when you're in that state of lack, that's exactly what you're going to draw into your life. So the the best thing you could do for you, and I'm actually going to let Jim comment on this because he made a great comment the other day about it. But the best thing you could do for you is really work on yourself and keep that focus on you and fill yourself up with really who you are. I mean, you're truly the gift, Kimberly. I, I can feel it in your energy. You truly are. And I can feel that you've done a lot of work. And I feel that, um, you know, you really have worked at defining your boundaries. I do want to say that I do feel somebody on the horizon for you. It's not right away. Um, right now I'm feeling them in the time frame of, I almost want to say August to September of this year. And I kind of feel um, you're not going to end up meeting this guy online. You're going to meet this person. Um, it feels like through an, uh, either a mutual acquaintance or some, there's somebody in the middle. I'm not quite sure yet how or who's going to introduce you or how it's going to end up playing out. But um, let me tell you, there's going to be a tremendous connection with the two of you. And the most important things that you're looking for that I feel you said spirituality, you know, you want somebody more spiritual, but what I really feel in your energy aside from that spiritual side is that you need that emotional connection. You really need yeah. that depth in a person. And that's what I feel in this person coming in. And I'm going to tell you, um, I don't know if this is your type, but definitely tall, dark and handsome. I mean, really, I'm not kidding you. You know, it's not just words here. I mean, the guy is really a looker. Um, but okay. more, but more importantly, I feel really substance in this guy, you know, um, and he also feels like he's ready. I think some of the people, you know, I started to sort of scan your energy when you said that you're talking to a few guys and a lot of the people that I feel in your energy, even though you're doing your work right now, um, is, are, don't feel to me that they're truly ready. Um, and this new guy coming in that, that I'm picking up for, you know, August, September timeframe certainly feels like he's ready. And I kind of feel 
as close to a whirlwind relationship as you can get. And if we're still in COVID, if we're not still in COVID, then, you know, I could sort of see how that's going to play out. Um, but I do see, um, I don't know. It, it, I feel like the water, water's around you. Do you live by water? No, I don't. Uh, you may be taking a, a vacation if things change, um, because to me it feels like coastline. Um, you know, it either feels like the East Coast or the West Coast, but it feels like um, there's water all around. So there's a very good chance that if you are maybe on a business trip or a vacation or something comes up, um, and if that doesn't indeed play out that way, somehow water and or the beach is going to be prominent and important in this relationship with you. But the guy is out there and um, he's not that far off. Do you have any questions though about the guys that you are talking to? Cause I kind of feel you do. No, because I'm, I'm really not interested in relationships with them. It's um, no. <laughs> okay. No, that's good. That's actually very yeah. good because it's not, there's no, I, as I said, I didn't feel anything around you that I would go, Ooh, I like yeah. this. You know, it just feels like, you know, the average run of the mill type of thing, but um, yeah. you know, hang, hang in there and keep doing the work that you're doing. But I would like to turn this over to Jim because he had some words of wisdom the other day when we were talking and I wonder if he could share some of them with you. I'm sorry, okay. I was interviewing callers, so I'm not going to be able to talk much about this case because I wasn't listening. Sorry. All right. Um, well, I'm going to try to remember some of what Jim said. Um, you know, a lot of it is really working on yourself. Um, but he was, uh, the other day when we were talking, he was bringing up like some structure. And you probably remember this, Jim, some structure in your life and some discipline as far as if it's meditation or exercise or something like that. And I think that brings that inner awareness more to the forefront and more to the surface, Kimberly. And sure. that's what I really feel that you need. But, oh, I think I jarred a memory. In <laughs> yeah, yeah, you popped it out there. Thank you. All right. I appreciate so that. Finish. Much replied. Finish, because you said yeah. it much better. So, so what I do is every morning I get up and I do my usual drink coffee and wash up and everything. And the moment I'm finished washing up, I sit down on the floor and start doing a yoga routine. And, and that kind of ritual. And then following that, I do a, a period of meditation. And that kind of ritual sets my day into saying I'm going to do things today instead of I'm going to sit around and eat or moan or watch TV or whatever. And and that helps me a lot to just make this into a regular period of time in, in, where I'm accomplishing things instead of a period of time where I'm stuck and alone. That's great. That's I, right. I think we we did talk about this and the, and the the discipline and the structure um, and the repetitive everyday motions that you make can break you out of some of these um, depression and anxiety cycles um, that can right. kind of free you up and let that energy be more uh, in tune with the person you're, you're hoping to find. And Absolutely. Kimberly, you, and you will, I'm telling you, I could feel this guy. He might even come in sooner than what I'm anticipating, but the furthest out is going to be that August to September timeframe. Okay. Okay. Well, thank all you right. all. Good luck. All right. Oh, you're you. very welcome. Good luck. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, I promise I'll listen to the next one. 
All right. <laughs> so, yeah, I just throw you into the middle of it, and you don't even know yeah, what's like, going what? on. <laughs> you have two ears. Why can't you balance that? <laughs> That's true. I mean, really, you can um, – uh. I wish Blog Talk would let me, but I unfortunately is one or the other. Right. <laughs> Who do you have next, Jim? We've got Luz here, who's uh, interested in what her partner's intentions are. We'll listen to her story. All right, go ahead. Hang on. We're still connecting. There we go. Luz, you Good here? Evening. Yes. Thank How you. How you so doing? Much. Great, thank you. Relaxing on this Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah, thanks. You too. Um, so, so tell us your story. What you told me a pretty nice story. I want you to repeat it, okay? Okay. So I met this gentleman uh, at the start of the new year, and uh, he said that he was looking for, you know, building up a family. You know, he's divorced. I am about to get divorced. We have daughters, um, and so, uh, you know. So we were getting closer, and then, um, and then he's he's like a workaholic. He's an attorney, mm-hmm. he's a workaholic, and um, he's always saying that he's feeling overwhelmed with work and whatever. And then I end up not hearing from him for days. And so, um, so I sent him a message, and I would say that uh, I actually sent it yesterday, saying that I just need to know exactly. Uh, what he wants because I don't want to risk getting attached to him and I like him. Mm-hmm. And he then replied with some other compliments to me, but nothing direct. So again, I asked him to clarify or if, you know, we can just be friends, I guess, but he hasn't replied back. So I, I don't know if I should just uh, forget him. Luz, can you give his, us, us his name? First name only. Um, First name only. Brandon. Brandon. Okay. All right. That helps me zoom in on the energy. All right. Um, A few things I want to say about him is, you know, there is some authenticity in his energy, but there is a lot of fear. And whatever happened, was he divorced more than once? Uh, No. Once. do you know, do you know, has he been in a relationship since, um, since yes. the divorce? And, yes, and he said that he tried, he tried twice, but that they failed because yeah. of his work. So he yeah. was saying that he was trying to complete his resignation and then he wanted to take a three month hiatus. But, uh, you know, um, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Go ahead. Go on. You finish. Yeah. So I just, you know, gave him that, uh, you know, expressed my, I was vulnerable to him and I told him, you know, I really like you and I just don't want to risk getting attached and just being one-sided and I don't want to get stuck on a dating with benefits type of thing. I'm looking for a relationship. Um, and well, so, I, uh, you know, he made I, I some I honestly I don't, don't feel that he's going to, um, you know, resign so easily and um, take a three-month hiatus. I mean, he may want to, but I don't necessarily feel that that's going to happen immediately and free him up. But be- I'll tell you why, because he uses work as an excuse. I mean, that's his sort of more or less his backbone, and he needs that. He needs that. I mean, you know, talk about codependency. He truly needs that job right now. It defines who he is. 
Um, I do believe in his heart of hearts. He's very genuine in wanting more, but he doesn't feel ready. And whatever that second relationship is that I'm picking up around him, like the marriage and then whatever that in-between relationship was, there was something big and there was something very heavy in that relationship that I'm not saying he's not over yet, but he hasn't let go of yet. There's, to me, it feels like hurt and betrayal. And I really don't feel that he's run his course with that. So until he, you know, really does that inner work and gets himself to the point where he really is through that and, um, and ready to move on, you're going to see this, you know, start and stop kind of thing with him. One big um, piece of advice giving this guy an ultimatum isn't going to work. I mean, he's not the kind that really is, you know, some men you could say, well, look, you know, it's me or nothing or whatever, Uh, but he's not one of them. He's, I see a lot of confusion in his energy. He doesn't have this crystal clear, um, you know, vision of where he's going. Although I do believe ultimately he has the potential of being a good partner, but he's not there yet. And I, I kind of feel your best bet right now is to, um, you know, give him a little bit of space and a little bit of distance and take the hints that he's giving you that he's not ready to dive in, you know, and that's why you're not hearing from him on a regular basis. Doesn't mean it can't be more at some point, but if he dove in right now, I believe you're, you would be headed for disaster because he's got a lot of heavy energy there that he hasn't worked out. Has he told you anything about that woman in between? I mean, did she, it feels like a big betrayal. I mean, it, it feels like a financial and a, um, uh, emotional betrayal. He said, um, so with the ex-wife, um, she did cheat on him. Mm-hmm. Now with the other two ladies that he tried after finalizing the divorce with his ex-wife, one of them I think he really liked, but he, again, he even took distancing from her, and when he tried to reconnect, she had already found a new lover or a new love interest, and he said that he was heartbroken for a couple of months after that because he really liked her, and then he tried somebody else, and that was said it didn't work because, again, of his work habits, and, and then it's me, and then I really don't like being, you know, unattended. Mm-hmm. Right, and uh, you deserve that's better. Make, you, I, you know, does that make me clingy? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, right. Well, you shouldn't allow it to make you clingy. I mean, you know, take the hints from what he's giving you. If he really was ready and really wanted more, he would be showing you. But he's got stuff that he hasn't worked through that are his own issue. It has nothing to do with you. Um, you know, and until until he gets to that point where he makes up his mind right now, he's just cruising, you know, with without any direction. Yeah. It's like he's bouncing off of walls. He wants it, but he's afraid of it. Right. And so I told him that, uh, you know, uh, we can reconnect months later you know, after he's done changing jobs and taking his three month hiatus whenever he's better ready to take on a relationship. That's what I told him. Well, I think that's a smart, I think that's a smart, he sees that as rejection and that's why you haven't heard from him. Um, And because he doesn't have a clear plan, there's nothing in his energy that shows me that he knows when he's going to do this three month hiatus, if he's even going to do it. Um, And, and you kind of called him out and he's standing there, you know, going, you know, oh my God, now what do I do? 
Um, but he is seeing what you said as rejection. He does feel to me that he is very sensitive, but a lot of the sensitivity has to do with unresolved old hurts that he's carrying around from past relationships. So, um, you know, I don't want to say he's a bad choice because potentially, you know, if he does his inner work and he, he resolves some stuff, he genuinely feels like his intentions are good and he feels like a nice guy. But what he's showing me right now, he doesn't have anything to bring to the table. Now, you're in a sort of like a, a, a tough situation now since you sent him that, that text. And my best advice to you is don't back down now. Let him be the one who right. steps forward. Yeah. Because yeah. if you do, if you do back down and you do reach out, you're just letting him know that you're going to take him on any terms. And that's what he'll give you. If he knows he has to work at fixing himself in order to be able to move forward, you know, I'm not saying that is the motivator he needs, but it certainly is more of a motivator than cruising along like he is right now. He honestly feels like he's bouncing off of walls. You know, he doesn't have a clear picture yet in his head of how he's going to get to where he wants to get to. He thinks that this three-month hiatus is going to change something I, I, I don't, you know, that's sort of like, um, you know, you go on a diet or you, you know, stop drinking and you think that's going to change your whole world. It may change a big part of things, but it's not going to change everything. It's not going to change who you are and it's not going to change all the people around you. So there's, there's more work that this man needs to do. But, but, you know, I think that you've invested some time in him and I think you've learned something invaluable and, you know, I think that the best thing for you is to try to let it go. And when I say let go, I don't mean barricade doors. I don't mean, you know, you know, put 15 locks so that if this man does step forward, you know, you'd never let him in again. I mean, Jim could probably give you a better definition of letting go. But, you know, letting go is just not, I feel, is letting it go and not having the expectations for anything to happen, but, you know, send him the, you know, it is your, in your heart of heart, send him the best hope that he figures things out because if, and when right. he does, he could be a good partner. Thanks. <laughs> so that looks like that's our, our time for that caller. I, I thought she made a really interesting point um, with uh, being honest about the time that she needs and then questioning herself. Am I being too needy? Um, I think it's, it's a balancing act, but it's it's important to recognize in yourself what your needs are. And if you are needy, it's it's valid. You know, if she needs more attention than he can give her. It's probably not a good good situation. Right. And what I really think is that um, I don't really feel she's as needy. I really don't. Her energy didn't right? come through like she's tremendously needy. It came through more that. She has certain needs. We all do. We have certain things that we want and require in a relationship. And either our partner can give it to us or they can't. If they can, great. If they can't, then I always feel, you know, you dialogue, you have communication, you see if it could work. And if it can, great. If it can't, then that person maybe isn't right for you. I don't think relationships should be about an emotional tug of war. But right. it was a great question. And, and I'm glad that she at least is thinking that way, but I don't see it as her being needy. I see as I see it as her having needs that were not being met. And right. that's great that she sees it. 
Yeah. Yeah. If you're not honest with yourself, then that stuff gets um, buried and percolates later. And um, it's better to know up front what what you actually need um, as a partner. Uh, It's essential. You want to hear that. You want to know what your partner needs. You're absolutely right. Um, She did bring up one thing that I do want to sort of detour here a little bit. It is Valentine's Day, guys. And first of all, happy Valentine's Day to both of you. Um, and I'm not asking any personal questions. I got in trouble last year, so I've learned. <laughs> I've learned. <laughs> but what I, am, what I do would like to talk about before we take any more callers is a little bit about love and a little bit about, you know, the spiciness of Valentine's Day and, and you know, really what some of the fun things are that people can do, especially during a pandemic on Valentine's Day. So do either of you have any ideas or questions or things on your mind that you kind of want to talk about regarding Valentine's Day? Like, you know, what do you do? Do you get your girlfriend, your wife, flowers? Um, what, what do you do? Well, for, for me, I mean, it, it changes as you, uh, you age and your, your needs will change as you get older and, and your relationships evolve. Uh, my girlfriend, uh, we've been together going on five years I have a, a child from um, my last marriage. He's 11. So we're all together. And that dynamic is completely different than you'd find a, you know, a couple 20 year olds, um, and a, you know, kind of a, a hot sexual relationship. This is a, a family dynamic and it's a different kind of energy, different kind of love. And so when it comes to our Valentine's day, it's a family uh, dynamic, not a, a ro- romance as much. So it's like, you know, I got the flowers and I, I made a special meal and I, I made her a favorite thing and uh, stuff like that that comes from the heart is when you get older, it's it's so much more valuable than, you know, just a, a big bouquet of roses. You know, it's it's what what shows you appreciate the other person. And I guess every relationship needs that. But the older you get, the more it's like your needs and your uh, your values shift a little bit where you're like, Oh, this is really important to me. <laughs> no. And I agree with that a hundred percent. I think that there's more to any relationship than, you know, um, the sex and the lust and all that other kind of stuff. And if you don't have that, that true foundation and that true love and in your situation and many situations of people who are listening, that there is a family dynamics. And I thought that that was so heartwarming when you said that Valentine's Day is a family event in your home. I mean, that's beautiful. I really, I really think that's great. I really do. Thank you. Um, you know, there, there, I get the question a lot um, regarding, you know, what do you get a partner for Valentine's Day or how do you express um, you know, your, your love or your gratitude or whatever to a partner. And it really is a very um, personal thing. But, <laughs> um, you know, I, I have friends in different, um, you know, areas. And, and one of my friends, um, who's a man, he did say to me that um, what he does is like on a Friday before, like Valentine's Day, um, you fell on Saturday this year. So, uh, for instance, on Friday, he would have set, sent a couple dozen roses to the to the girl's office. And um, he also said that it's so important not to just say um, happy Valentine's Day or I love you, but it's important to say something really person, not personal, you know, 
raunchy kind of personal, but something personal that really means a lot. Stop laughing. (laughs) (laughs) I want to hear about the raunchy personal. (laughs) Well, I did tell you the other day that this guy is a sex therapist, so I mean, he can delve into all that stuff. (laughs) But that's for another show. Um, but he really, he really, um, you know, was stressing that that true intimacy. And again, intimacy is not, you know, really sexual. It's in your head. You know, it's yeah. being close to somebody, and it's really knowing what what they want, what they care about, and things of that nature. And to me, that's what makes a great Valentine's Day. And I think Paul expressed it really well in yeah. what he said as far as how he was spending Valentine's Day. Yeah, I think yeah. it's a great great time to focus on the relationship, the the connection between the two of you, and how that that looks, and how you can you can further uh, uh, in, uh, endear that as opposed to going on about your regular daily life kind of thing. You know what I mean? Right. It's a, it's time set set aside just for the relationship. So what to me what's really great is something intimate and gen- and generous like like roses or something like that 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 helps somebody to feel really. Uh, appreciated and then going off and doing something together maybe going hiking if you're hikers or seeing right. a movie or something like that something together that's just focusing on the two of you instead of focusing on the life issues that are going on around you yeah and I think that's a great thing in building any relationship um, you know um, a lot of people when they're trying to think of not only Valentine's Day, but any day, what do I do on a first date or what do we do at the beginning of a relationship? Um, And I always, you know, feel, and I tell a lot of my clients this, that I think a communication is always, I mean, communication is the key to any relationship. If you don't have it, you're never going to be successful. And the other thing is just what Jim was saying is, you know, you don't have to sit there 24 seven staring at each other. The more things you do, you know, you kind of see how your energies blend. And, and and the other thing, and this is a real important thing because I get this a lot from my clients. They say, I want someone exactly like me. And let me tell you, that's the biggest mistake because you're going to get bored really fast. Um, yeah. The real challenge the real challenge in a relationship is finding somebody, yeah, that you mesh with. I mean, I think your core values have to be the same you know, or have to be aligned in some way, shape, or form. Um, otherwise, you know, you, you really aren't going to be, I mean, your chances of being successful are probably much lower. I mean, any relationship, I think, if you have two people who really want to work hard at it, you know, have the potential of succeeding. But, you know, when learning new things and sharing new things and learning about people, I think that's the most exciting part of a relationship. It's not knowing exactly what they're going to think, exactly what they're going to say, how they're going to act, because it's a carbon copy of yourself. So, you know, that's one of my biggest tips for people in relationships is don't look for a carbon copy of yourself. Look for someone who compliments you. I think that old um, adage of, excuse me, opposites attract is so true. You know, where you're strong and a partner is weak, that's like the best scenario because you're not bumping heads all the time. Right. But um, uh, do either of you have, like Jim, do you have any comments on that? Uh, no, oh, not really. That's oh, good. Okay. All right. Good. Well, that, that, that's those are my tips for Valentine's Day. But I am okay. curious to hear from more callers to see if they have any okay. questions. Not only the questions that are 
you know, important to them, but in general, any questions about Valentine's Day that they might need some guidance on? Oh, well, let's see. Tanaka, Tanika, Tanika, um, and line four, line three is, uh, is looking for an interesting question. So let's see what she has to say. Okay. Hi. Hi, Tanika, you there? Yes, I'm here. Great. Um, so, so, uh, you were talking about, uh, wondering if, if your fella is still interested. So can you give us the story around that? Yeah. My, um, person is someone that we were working at the same job. I met him in November, 2019, and we got involved. That's the first time I ever got involved with someone working at the same job as them, but I didn't regret it. Um, we really liked each other a lot and I always wanted more from him to enter into his life more, but he never really let me in. But we still had like a very intense, fun, intimate relationship. But um, he just never like really let me in. So after a while, my feelings were really getting hurt and caught up in it um, because he wouldn't let me in. And I decided to leave the job and try to go for something else. So I work at a different job now. And we, we got involved still after I left the job, but he still seemed like he only wanted to have one dimensional relationship and not really let me in. So I um, kind of stopped everything and I haven't heard from him in a while. I didn't hear from him today and it kind of hurt my feelings. Actually did, not kind of. And I was just wondering if it's totally over or do you see someone else? Because I had high hopes for us and I'm I'm still kind of heartbroken over him. Can you give us the first name of the fellow? Yeah, his first name is Frank. Okay. Okay. All right. Let me just zoom in on Frank's energy. All right. Now, this one is really interesting to me because there are a lot of it. Wow. There's a lot of areas that you guys, I mean, you, the way you just described it, Tanika, you described what I would interpret as, you know, kind of um, you really falling for this guy, but like you kept on saying, he wouldn't let you in. So it, it almost felt like you were saying it's like a one dimensional relationship, but he shows me so much more. He really does. And I'm sure he did not let you in, but that's his guard. Um, you know, and I'm not saying by any means that he's ready to let all his guard down because I don't feel that he is. Um, but he did let you in. It's just a different way. Um, it, it, it's so interesting, this energy. Um, I'm trying to think of the right way to explain this. Um, I believe this guy has, you know, really deep feelings for you. But I believe it scares the crap out of him. It really does. And he doesn't know how to deal with it. This is another scenario where I feel this guy, I see numerous relationships in his past that um, sort of were like a a gut punch to him where, you know, it it really took the wind out of his sails. And he's at the point where he's not able to really open his heart to anyone and it has nothing to do with you and it has nothing to do with even the fact that he doesn't want to i feel on some levels he does want to when you would talk to him about i'm not opening up was he quiet about it because it feels like he was it feels like he 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 almost can't even talk about it he wouldn't wouldn't talk about it all i know is that he used to be married and they divorced. I've never even been to his house. So I don't know if he still lives with her. He says he loves his brother. I've never even been to his home. I don't know if he has kids. I, I never saw the true him. And all he would say is, I don't want, I don't do relationships. I don't want a relationship. And I was like, well, 
I'm not that kind of woman. Like in this world, on this planet, if we if you're involved with a woman after a certain amount of time, you you, you like you have to let me in some kind of way. And he just wouldn't. And I mean, I just didn't know what else to do. I felt like he was just using it. I just he would not. He wouldn't be romantic or complimentary. He wouldn't be sweet. He wouldn't let me in or try to do any, like, romantic gestures. He just was, like, so guarded, like, tried to make it seem like I was lucky for being with him. And I know that's a front. I know all that. I could see that in right. him. It was just all a front. But I just and it is. That after a while, he would just get rid of that and, you know, just, like, be nice. Or you, be nice, you yeah. Know, Right. I mean, or be ready. The real the real yeah. thing is to be ready. It's not that he isn't nice. It's that he's not ready. And he's afraid to put his guard down. This guy has really been hurt, and he's been hurt more than once. And like I said, it was it's like a gut punch, and he just holds on to it. And when you hold on to it, you have almost no hope of being able to open yourself up to any new relationships. I mean, you know, uh, to me, it feels like he does deal with um, really significant abandonment issues and that's his guard you know like keep people mm-hmm. away not don't let them get too emotionally close and that's his you know it's like his armor that he uses in order to not get hurt again he's giving he's really telling you right now what he's capable of when he says to you I don't do relationships unfortunately right now he doesn't um, but I, honestly, this man has on some level, you have touched this man emotionally. And that's probably a big piece of the problem is that he knows if he let that guard down, he could fall hard for you, but he's afraid. And that part, I don't see changing. I know you said you were just hoping that, you know, like overnight or some somewhere along the way he would change. He's not ready to change. That's the problem. And I really see the only way he's going to be ready to change is for him to be able to work through some of that old hurt. Um, that's blocking him. I mean, I'm sure you've heard that, you know, all of us have certain limitations and blockages in our energy. And until you work through them and really um, resolve them, they are blockages and they're going to hold you back from really living your life and enjoying it. And unfortunately, that's where I see Frank is right now. Doesn't mean he doesn't care. Doesn't mean that, you know, a certain amount of time down the road, he can't be different. But um, I feel you have invested a lot of your energy into this. And I, I really feel you've tried I, to me, it feels like you have opened up, even if he's not open to you. It still feels to me that you have opened up emotionally. Isn't that true? Yes, I tried to show him, just right. not just through words. Like I tried to actually show him physically, not like through the lovemaking, but also with like gestures, my eyes, my body, like touch, flirting making him feel embarrassed, like anything you could think of to like get a guy to let down his guard. And like, I just, I tried to show him. I really tried to show him, like really let him have a good time and like let him in and give him like a lot of affection and attention and love and show him a good time. Like, and not just like a one fling type of thing. Like I really put in a lot of effort in trying to show him it's okay. Like it's me, like it's safe. You could just, you know, you could drop that unless can you drop that and like just go on to something else a little bit more warmer and he just I don't know like he he just 
seems like he, I just felt like he didn't, like I was a joke to him. And, like, he didn't care about me the same because he's just gone. Like, he, I haven't even heard from him. Like, maybe he moved on so easily, you know. Cause, but you're right. I really show, I try to show him. And I'm yeah. a person that's been hurt, too, you know. But I try to show him, like, I see you're hurt, and I'm not going to hurt you. I've been hurt. I know what it feels like. I'm not going to do that back to you. Let me tell you something. It truly is his loss. Um, because it was a great opportunity for, you know, it was almost like you provided a very safe platform for him. But the problem is he's not ready to let his guard down. And no matter what you did, it would remain the same. As far as your concern about him moving on, he honestly doesn't feel to me like he's a, a player or anything like that or that he's going to move on so fast. I feel he is very much a loner and he's very happy and content being alone. So, um, you know, and, and until he, you know, is ready to open himself up for more, what you saw is really all he's capable of. Um, and, and, you know, even when I look forward, I feel a lot of walls up. It doesn't mean he can't ever get to the other side of this, but it's not a matter of even providing that safe, you know, um, environment for him or showing him what love and, you know, um, emotional vulnerability is all about. It doesn't feel like he can even open up and see that um, or respond to it. I shouldn't say he can't see it. He does see it. My guides are saying he does see it, but he doesn't know how to respond to it. There is such fear in this man that it's hard for him to be able to move forward. And I want to just add to it that until he let's go with the fear. Uh, there was a book years ago, go years ago called love means letting go of fear. And that's the key. Hmm. Good. That's well, fascinating. Yeah. So, so what was that Tanika? No, I'm just saying like, I feel like I'm going to be alone. Like, no, you're not, you're not, you're not, you are so prime for the right man. And that's the key, the right man. You know, there are men out there that would, um, you know, jump for joy for an opportunity with a woman like you. I mean, your energy comes through so ready, so open, so vulnerable. So um, I'm trying to think of a really nice word to use where you, you're really ready to love. Um, And, you know, there are men out there that are ready. So don't think for one minute. Don't even throw that out to the universe because you're not going to be alone. If I look forward, do you want me to look forward? And then yeah. I do have to move on to another caller, but let me just real quick okay. look forward. Let me just look ahead and see what I feel in your energy. First of all, my guides say in order for, oh God, see you got yourself into this like hole with him. Um, in order for you to really be able to, allow yourself to draw in someone else on a real serious basis. You have to work on really letting go because this guy has infiltrated your energy and I could feel a lot of hooks there. Um, Jim, are, are you, are, do you know techniques to sort of let go of some of those hooks? Well, one is, one is to break off contact. Yeah, it does. But on the, on the other hand, it kind of pushes him into realizing he might lose someone if he doesn't respond. Yeah, and we, beg your pardon? I did break off contact with him after the last time we saw each other, and I he's see. not back. He's not back. 
How long ago was that, out of curiosity? Like, I'm seeing a three. Was it like three weeks ago? It was about three months ago. Oh, I three months. Was last... Okay. I can look in the text message right now. Take no, no, too. no. I was just wondering why I was picking up a three. Yeah. Um, yeah you know, so, it seems so, like that's a rough idea. Go ahead, so Jim. It, sounds, it sounds like your hooks are in him, and that may be the big, big connection right now. Maybe he just doesn't have that many hooks in you. So... Um, the, the Hawaiian kunas, if you know who they are, they, they have this idea that the things that connect us to other things are like strings in the, in the spiritual world. And the thicker the string, the harder it is to break. So the idea is to cut the string down to being less thin so that way you can have potential for other people if, if that's available. If you're, if you're very invested in him and he's not invested in you and he's not given the signs to me that he is, it sounds like you might want to open yourself up to other possibilities. But my guides are saying the hooks. She needs to let go of the hooks. Like I sometimes visualize, mean, yeah. like usually what where I find most of the hooks when I'm scanning people are in the solar plexus area and the heart area. And I just picture myself gently removing the hooks, like digging them out, not digging them out, but, you know, gently just pu- pulling them out and feeling that release. Um, but you've got to sort of in my, what my guides are indicating to me, Tanika, is you have to start letting go of the um, the dream that was associated with this guy, and that in itself is going to open you up to something bigger and better. And let me tell you, for you, let me just skim because I felt someone out there for you, but my guides kept on saying it's not going to happen until she lets go. Um, just give me one second, and let me see. All right. Um, I actually see two different time periods, and I'm not sure if this is two different men that you're going to end up having choices with, or I'm not sure what I'm seeing at this point. But July of this year feels like it's going to be something. So you might meet somebody in July, but it might not take off right away. What I really see the taking off point, the launching point, to me I'm getting is anywhere between November of this year and the first quarter of next year. But let me tell you, on a scale of, let me rate these on a scale of one to 10. Not that Frank isn't a nice guy. Not that you didn't put your, you know, all this time and effort and invested in, in obviously qualities that you saw. But the potential for that relationship is low because of where he is. You know, he's stuck. But I look at this new person coming in and the potential is like a solid nine or 10. I mean, this is another one where um, when, when this person enters into your life, there is no question that A, the connection is there, and B, the desire for more is there. So don't get into that. Try not to get into that or do your best not to get into that, oh, I'm going to be alone or you know, I'm never going to find anybody. This is a learning experience, and there truly is a gift and lesson in this experience with Frank that you could benefit through really greatly and use that to your benefit moving forward. Um, This guy still, he may still resurface at some point. To me, it doesn't feel like um, all of the ties are broken. And I think that's the big part of it. You're holding on. It's almost like you're still watching your phone or still waiting on some level. And that's a big piece of the problem. That's going to prohibit you from moving forward. Um, you know, I mean, you have to make your own choices as far as if it's worth holding on to this guy. But my best advice to you is if you do, 
you're in for more of what you've been getting because he's not capable yet. It has nothing to do with you or you not being a wonderful person or you not deserving more. It's just where he's at. Do you understand that? Yeah, I understand that. Okay. Okay. All right. Jim, do you have any questions? Let me jump in here. That's uh, okay. we've all oh, we've ahead. all been there where you're in a position where um, you want something more. It's a, it's an unbalanced relationship, and even though you know it's coming to an end, you, you're still holding on some way subconsciously. And and your advice is perfect. Or you you have to let go. You have to let go of your own uh, barbs that you have in the other person, if their expectations or or wants or hopes and needs, and then you need a, a period healing and settling down and just letting the water settle so you can be ready for the next step. And that can take time. You know, it, it doesn't happen. You don't go from one to the next cleanly right. and in a healthy way. Um, but yeah, that's, <laughs> we've all, yeah, you have there. to close one door to open the next one. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. And I just but want to point out, right. we, we, we oh, do have go. social that's media. Long. We want to uh, make sure that we mention uh, we've got ladyfontaine.com. If anyone wants to have a personal reading or I life do. coaching, and we're on uh, Facebook with Lady Fontaine Radio. Uh, I don't know. Do we have uh, Instagram as well? What other social media links do we um, have? We have. I'm on Facebook under Lady Fontaine, and we also have an Eye on the Future radio show page on Facebook. On Instagram, I'm pretty sure I'm Lady Fontaine or America's number one love psychic. Um, and on Twitter, I'm Lady Fontaine, America's number one love psychic. So you could find me in any of those places. And we're in the process of setting up a YouTube channel, and we hope down the road to have streaming and videos and all this other stuff. But right now, there's nothing there. So before we move on, though, something you said, Paul, is so key. I'm trying to remember what you said. Oh, about not moving on, not going from one to the other. Um, we all need, like, um, processing time for things. And if you do, there are many people out there that go from one relationship to the other and try to distract themselves from their own pain by doing that, by just moving on to another relationship. But let me tell you, the names and faces change, but the situations don't. You're going to end up in the same patterns, in the same scenarios, time after time after time, until you get to that point where you're really able to let go. When you're most successful in a relationship is when you're not looking for it, when it finds you. So Paul, right. that was, that was phenomenal. That really was. And would you, is, uh, could I ask you a personal question? Sure. Or to share something personal. It's not too personal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Ask, enough to ask ask too away. Personal. What do you need to know? All right. Um, no, I wanted to, I, I want, I wondered if you could share where you were when you met your girlfriend, because when you explained that to me, that was like so perfect. And that's where we should all be before we enter into a new relationship. Yeah. Well, I just, uh, I, I'd gone through my second divorce and my son was probably three years old uh, when we split. And um, I was not in any way interested in a relationship so I was spending my time out in the bars and just occasionally hooking up with, with occasional, you know, woman here and there. And I would let them know pretty clearly, like, you know, this is, I'm not ready for a relationship. 
Um, I just got hurt real bad. And, uh, you know, the divorce took a long time to get through. And then a friend, my one of my best friend's wives called me on the phone a couple years later and said, are you single? And I said, yes. And she said, are you interested in dating? And I said, no, <laughs> I'm very happy being alone and I have no interest in dating. And she's like, well, why don't you give this a chance? And I was like, okay, I'll give it a chance. You know, Cause I wasn't, you know, that, um, angry about relationships. I was just happy being by myself. So this woman came into my life and, um, we, we were both uh, of a certain age and a certain level of experience with relationships. We had about four or five phone calls and, um, Facebook messages. We had one date and before we even kissed, we sat down and we took out our, you know, figured a checkbox list of things that were important to us. Um, I need this. I need that. This is important to me. And we just looked, went back and forth about the things we needed in a relationship. And then we just said, okay, let's, um, let's do this. Let's date uh, exclusively. I don't want to see anybody else. Um, let's, you know, so we locked it in before anything physical even happened where it was like, we, we went through all the checklists and we're very honest about what we wanted and what we needed and here we are close to five years later uh, with a relationship that I didn't ask for. <laughs> and I couldn't be happier. <laughs> oh, wow. See, that is a beautiful love story. It really yeah. is. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. And my son, who was probably five at the time. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. I didn't know deal? you had more to say. No, you can go. When I hear that music, I know what it means. For I know. You, that it's might... a free pass. No, I it's thought a that free was my kid to get you. off stage. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's my a son is five go, years go. old at the time and he tells me you know we're, we've been dating for three months and he goes daddy you know why you have a girlfriend and i said why he goes because i prayed for you to get one i said why did you do that <laughs> oh that is so beautiful though yeah but i was like thank you very much he's like you deserve one i was like oh you're, uh-huh. you're thank you i appreciate it <laughs> Nice. Now can I play that song? Yes, I can. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I've been stretching a long time. Someone exactly like you. I've been traveling all around the world Waiting for you to come through Someone like you Make it all worthwhile Someone like you Keep me satisfied Someone exactly like you cut off like that Good I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to lose anybody I felt like, like I, was, I, I was and I was receiving an Oscar or something and I was like alright time to go <laughs> I know I thought that I was on your show for a minute <laughs> alright so who's our so, next caller what do we have next yeah. here so, so I've got Lisa this is going to be a different topic but okay. uh, she's working on on uh, some real estate things, and she wants to get an idea what's a better plan to do. Hold on. All righty. Sounds good. 
Lisa? Hi. Thank you. Hi. You're bringing a smile to my heart. Thank you. Great. 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 Tell uh-huh. us your story. Okay. Well, I, I know what the better plan is. My question is about if the psychic, uh, t- tapping into the psychic energy. I uh, got an offer on my house that I live in and I own, and it's a very low ball figure. And the people that offered me the low ball figure specialize in offering low ball figures. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I am a realtor. And I can sell this house, and I'm working towards selling it myself. Uh, I'm cleaning out the rooms. I, I'm living on yard sale money to make it happen. And I, you know, once I get the the money from the sale of the house, I am going to relocate. I'm living leaving behind a 20 year relationship. I'm going to start a new life at a new location with my grandson, who's five. And, you know, it's five hours away, so I need this money. I want this money. And I uh, opened up my sink cabinet today. I have a helper that I pay by the hour, and there was a flood of water down there. I found the man that had done the repair on the faucet. I said, please come tomorrow and repair it. And I almost thought, would it be easier to the offer where uh, it was discounted or should I just continue working like a mad dog, living off of yard sale money and trying to put it on the market myself? Now, this is a hot market for these houses, but um, I'm living by a soul in a prayer right now, just trying to get to the end of posting it on the market. And, you know, do you see me getting a sale if I do that right away? Um, you know, you said something early on, and, and I'm going to answer your question, but I want to first tell you one limitation that I see. Um, you, you really are desperate. I mean, and I could see why in the story that you're sharing with us. You're in a really precarious situation. And, you know, it's um, the easiest way for you to really be able to make a, a, a good profit on this house, which I feel that there is a tremendous potential is for you to get into that trusting mode you yourself said you know you could sell this house for more I got immediate validation from my guides that you can but you're you're kind of in this cycle right now that's very hard to get out of because you know like you said you're living on you know uh you know on on borrowed money almost um, there's really no, I can't make your decisions for you. There's no really right or wrong answer. What I can tell you is there there most definitely is a better offer out there. And I feel whatever you're, um, whatever you're, you want to sell the house for, I see it selling for more than that and a big chunk more than that. So if there's any way that you could hold on comfortably, do it because there is a big, there is a, a much better offer out there. However, and this is the most important part, is you need to, in order to get that success, you're going to have to find that quiet place within yourself to really trust the process. You know real estate. You said you're a real estate agent. You know the value of this house. Pretend this is a client's house. There's no way that you would let your client sell the house for this money, for the, for the lowball offer. However, you know, we're human beings and you're in a desperate situation. So I don't want to say don't 
accept the um, low ball offer. But what I am saying is if you can get that quiet place, and I'm going to let Jim talk to you in a minute about a quiet place. If you can get that quiet place in yourself and you could work hard at trusting the process, I would say it's not, it might not be overnight, but it's going to be very quick. You're going to be pulling in. I, I don't know if it's going to be a bidding war or you're going to get a cash offer that's over your listing price. So if you can hold on, please give serious consideration to that. But I'm going to see if Jim is available to at least give you some tips on really finding that quiet place within and truly trusting the process. You can't say, I trust the process and then be doubting every second of the way. You really have to have that rock solid faith. Jim, do you have any ideas on that? How to, how to get into a quiet place. That's easy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's why I wanted to turn it over to you. You could do better, much better than me on that. <laughs> so, so, um, what we're talking about is basic, simple te techniques or meditation. Um, what you want to do is, is find, a, find a place that you can sit. You don't have to be sitting on the floor, but if you can, it seems a little better to me. Um, and just, just focus on your breathing for a couple of minutes, just you know, feeling the breath going in and out. And then visualizing, once, once you've done that for a couple of minutes, just focusing on how the sensation of the air passing through your nose and, and getting really deep into the, into the idea of your breath. And once you feel ready to, to move, then you can go to a place where, where you're visualizing light moving through your whole body. And that light, focus on that for a while, and eventually that light will turn into peace. It'll turn into like a peaceful feeling, like everything is okay. And keep focusing on that light. Let that happen, let that pass, and then you'll feel joy. And at that point... You can, you can remain in that joy as long as you like. Your heart will open up and you will be able to receive uh, information from the universe about where you are and what you need to do. I also would like you to share one other thing since I know, I mean, you and I both specialize in inner child work. I'm feeling yeah. a very, very strong feeling that Lisa needs mm. to tap into that place inside of herself to mm -hmm. reconnect with herself. So do you mm -hmm. want to share a, a thought or an idea on that? So, so that in a similar situation, what you could do is while you're doing the body, the light in the body feeling, you know, just feeling the light in every part of your body, you might focus on a place that's dark. It's a little darker than the rest of the body and see if you can bring your mind to that spot and you might find visions coming to you, images of, of that inner child. And, and that's, that's a great moment because you can have a conversation with that, that injured part that is, that is uh, uh, kind of hiding out right now uh, in your subconscious, but, but controlling your energy. And that inner child is a hurt place, and that inner child needs to know that you're safe, that you're going to take care of her. And so, so if you can kind of parent that inner child, if you, want, if you know what I mean, if you can kind of be the parent that you need to be for yourself and with that inner child, you can, you can establish a relationship with that person, and that can help you very much in being able to be a, a integrated, a, a complete person as you're, as you're working through life, making room for that inner child, because that's a lovely part of you that, that needs to have some attention. And I, I want to add to that, that um, 
what I'm picking up, Lisa, is there's so much, um, I don't even know if the right word is fear, but it comes through as fear. But there, I feel there's something else underneath it. Um, in your, it comes through as anxiety and frustration and desperation kind of feeling. But um, if, if you can sort of um, connect with that, one technique that I've been using is try to find it in your body. And then, you know, really work on that area. Talk to that area. What I do is I go inside my body and I start talking to that area. You know, hey, hi, what do you need? You know, that kind of thing. But not in those simplistic words. You know, hey, I'm here. I noticed you. Um, what do you need? And just keep on saying it. Just connecting because you yeah, feel me. Yes, mm -hmm. perfect. Checking in because you feel, Lisa, like all you're concerned about is everything that's going on outside. You know, the relationship you're leaving, you're moving away, you're you've got to sell this house, you've got you're running from something, and and you need the money. I mean, there's no doubt about it. You need the money, and in order to have it all fall into place the way it can, and I'm telling you, you can get such a big offer on this house, and you could walk away with the biggest smile on your face patting yourself on the back but the only way you're going to get there is to embrace some of these techniques and you know look look up you know um uh reconnecting with yourself or reconnecting with your inner child you know do some research on that there's a million techniques out there but yeah. i feel that you you're right now you've kind of abandoned yourself um, because you're so wound up in everything that's going on external to yourself. But if you could find that grounding, and actually grounding would be great for you. You know, I, I don't know where in the country you are, but go out barefoot. I mean, I do that even in the freezing cold mm -hmm. weather and snow because I want to connect with earth. Or stand there next to a tree and hold the tree and feel the strength of the tree and feel the roots growing out of the bottom of your feet, sort of with the roots of the of the tree, down to the center of the earth if you have to go that deep. But touching a tree, smelling a tree, um, connecting in any way, walking barefoot is, you know, great. Or just imagining those roots growing from the bottom of your feet. If you could take any of these techniques and integrate them, man, all your financial issues, all the everything that's surrounding the sale of this house is going to just start washing away and vanishing. Lady Fontaine, I, I just want to jump in. I find this whole thing fascinating. We're coming from a show here on Valentine's with um, the advice. Uh, you know, there's a lot of talk about spirituality and there's a talk about uh, psychology. And, and what it really comes down to is just a real basic kind of uh, scientific look at energy and vibration. You know, we are like these human batteries. We we generate all this energy, and if we're not vibrating at the, the right frequency with the right intention, we can't attract and welcome in the things that uh, we need. So if you're, if you're feeling desperate and if you're feeling the sense of, uh, I have to have this, I want this now, you're not going to be able to just let the, the energy come in and attract what you deserve out of the situation. So I, I think it's, it's just fascinating how it can cross from a discussion about relationships to selling a home. It's, it's all the same thing. It's like if we want and need something, we have to be able to pull back and, and ground ourselves and relax and put out the right energy so we can be in sync with what's supposed to be coming in. Wow. 
Nice. That was that was almost like me saying it. You are well, phenomenal. I'm, you. I'm telling you, that was phenomenal. I'm sitting here aghast, going, "Where did he learn that?" I mean, that it's so true because bottom line is my philosophy in everything is based on the core belief of the law of attraction that whatever you're sending out, you're going to get back. And we might not even know half of the stuff we're sending out. We might think we're sending out, I want a good offer on the house and I want this. But what, if you're worried about it, what you're really send, sending out is, oh, shit, I'm, excuse me, oh, shoot, you're never going to get it. <laughs> uh, sorry about that, guys. It's my show. If I wanted to say that, I could say it. <laughs> I don't know what the FCC is going to say, though. <laughs> we'll worry about that later. Um, but, you know, if you're, if you're in that state of fear, what you're really sending out is doubt, fear, and disbelief that anything better can come in for you. So that's why doing all this inner work, and Paul is right, it doesn't matter if it's love, it doesn't matter if it's buying a car, selling a house, um, getting a new job, it's all, it's all about us. And if you've ever read any of my articles that are floating around all over the internet, you only need one person to fix anything, any situation, a relationship, a job situation, anything. And that one person is you. And that's why some of the advice that we're giving is, you know, tying, tying in everything that we know and, you know, making it work for you. I know what that means. <laughs> it's a good way to end that one. Thank That's you, a good Lisa. Segment. But thank you, Lisa. That was a great call. All right. I have a question. Again, since it's Valentine's Day, and I know we have a few more callers, and I want to make sure we get to everybody. Oh, we have a lot of more callers. All right. So I won't spend a lot of, a lot of time on this. But I'm very interested. Paul, could I, again, since you were so gracious to share your experience with your girlfriend. Can I ask you again? It's a personal, I mean, it's about that though. <laughs> I'm sorry to put you on the spot, but you mind. said something so important. You said you and your girlfriend both had more or less these checklists and you, you really went through the, those checklists to see if you guys were a good match. Could you give, would you mind sharing some of those things that were really important? And again, on a high level, I don't expect of you course. to, you know, do it down to the nitty gritty. But a lot of people don't realize how important those real core issues are until to align well with them. Right. Well, for me, the top thing on my list was, you know, I was a, a young, a new father and uh, my child was, I believe, four years old when we started dating. And I said, listen, um, you're never going to be my first priority. Um, my son is my duty and uh, I have to have him number one. So if you're okay with that, it's not to say that you are, um, you know, number two in terms of, you know, it's a, a, a game we're playing, but just that if it ever comes up, like I have to take care of him first. He's my responsibility, my duty, you know, he's my child. I have to take care of him. So that's number one. Don't, don't ever think we're going to get into a, a, a tug of war with me in the middle because he's always going to be the one that I, I put my energy to first. But you will be my first priority after that, you know? Um, so that was important. Um, having the same type of political and religious um, mm. viewpoints, um, similar, of course, you know, I right. don't expect anyone to, 
it, it's not necessary that, you know, she's Jewish, I was raised Christian. We don't have to have the same exact background, but to have similar values and uh, the way of looking at the world and, um, you know, what's important to us there. Those were all at the top of the list. And then, you know, for both of us, I was in my, I think I was 50 50 years old. I will not give her age. <laughs> we both looked at each other. And was like, I'm not, I'm not interested in playing games. Um, tell me what you want and what you need. I'll do my best to be honest with you about what I want and need. And if I can't provide those things for you, I'll let you know. And we're going to make sure we don't waste each other's time. Um, you have to be honest with yourself and not say, well, I can compromise on this. If it's important to you and you need that in your life, then stick to it and let your partners know, you can't do this for me. I love you, but, you know, uh, bon voyage, because this is what I need. I know you can't do it. Or be honest with yourself. I know you need this. I can't do it. Um, And and not try to hold on so desperately uh, to a relationship where you know either one of you can't express your needs or can't meet the other one's needs. Um, it's just being honest with yourself, you know? So and it was each other. Yeah, and each other. <laughs> no, but those are important things. And I have to mention in today's day and age with the country being so divided, I never really felt really even thought about, you know, someone's political positions or anything, but it is critical nowadays because if you don't have that common belief or core, um, it, it can cause, especially with how, um, you know, divided this nation is, unfortunately, um, that could be an issue. It really yeah. can. But I really do feel you na- you're, I'm, I'm, you're blowing me away today. You really are because you're nailing everything um, because it really is important meeting someone's needs and being willing to do so. And if, you know, not every couple is meant to be together and not everybody can find that compromise and that flexibility. And I don't think relationships should be difficult. I think no. they should flow and either you, you're a good match or you're not. And if you have to work, not to say you shouldn't work hard at a relationship, because I think that you're not going to be successful unless you do. But it shouldn't be that difficult. It really shouldn't right. be that difficult. And, well, how, and I how many really bad relationships it. do we find ourselves in that are essential to our growth? You know, it's like yes. you might you might bemoan the fact or, or be so sad or hurt about a bad relationship. But without those people in your life, sometimes you don't get to the next level on your own journey and your own self-development. So you can look back at your past and say, oh, that was a mistake. But that's who shapes, you know, who you are. You have to sometimes go through a lot of bad relationships to take the rough edges off yourself. Right. And, and I think as we mature, we learn a lot. If we're doing it right, we're going to learn a lot from every relationship that we're in. Yeah. So I agree. I really do. Jim, did you have anything to add to this? Cause you're awfully quiet. Oh, well, I'm focusing on, on uh, getting colors on. So that's my, that's why. All right. Okay. Sure and we have I'm being a the director here. here. All right. And I know we have a lot of callers, so I guess I'll stop talking and, and let us take the next caller. But I just think there's so much that's critical to relationships that, you know, today's the day. It's Valentine's Day. I want to share some of this stuff. But who do we have? Who's on next? Okay. We got Dauphine. Uh, Dauphine's been doing work on herself, and I think that's a great plan. So I, I really want to yeah. hear from her. All right. Good. Dauphine, you there? Hi. Yes, I am. 
Welcome aboard. Um, Happy Valentine's Day. Thank you, and you too. Happy Valentine's Day. I hope you're enjoying the show. Yes, I am. Well, my question is, I've been working on myself as far as, like, doing my manifestation list and getting rid of, you know, uh, toxic people out of my life. And um, there was um, an old boyfriend that tried to come back, but I kind of, you know, cut him off. Like, no, the past is the past. Let's move forward. We're in 2021. And I've also been, you know, clearing my chakras and, you know, getting Reiki healing done on me to work on my, you know, to get all the cut the cords and spiritual cords and all the other cords that are tied to me so that I can move forward and kind of manifest positive people in a brand new relationship for me. So I was wondering, are you picking up? Do you see anyone brand new coming for me? That's serious. All right. All right. Let me just scan you and see. <clears throat> I have to say one thing, that when you were talking, um, I don't know if you've been connecting with guides and or angels around you, but there was a lot of applause um, from from a lot of spiritual helpers around you. Have you been connecting with angels and or your guides? Yes, I have been talking to them. Yes, and I, 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 you know, I talk to, uh, you know, I thank them, show gratitude every when I do my um, meditation. Sometimes I thank them. Good, good, because, um, like I said, they're they're applauding your work. I mean, this version of you that you're showing us today is no. I mean, you were totally different probably a year or, or so ago. Um, I, I see very quick transformation. With, I mean, I'm sure it was a low, uh, slow um, battle in getting there, but the progress you've made in the past year or so is pretty um, astonishing, and you, you're getting a lot of accolades from, from spirit. So keep up the good work on yourself. Now, the fun part in trying to find who's coming in for you. I'm just scanning you and the energy around you. All right, um, I'm actually writing this down. All right, for some reason, March, um, and I mean, we're, we're in February right now, so we're, we're talking very soon. Um, I, I actually feel there's going to be um, not like the, um, the connection that's going to make it work, but somehow either your paths are going to cross, you're going to find out about each other, something is going to, um, you know, something is going to, some door is going to open in the March time frame that's going to lead you to this person that I'm that I'm picking up for you. And I would say by midsummer, so I'm going to say right now by that July time frame, I actually feel that you're going to have met him, and it feels like you guys are going to really connect. But I see it going slow. But I don't see the slow being a bad thing. I see it being a very healthy thing. I mean, you're gonna, you're, there's going to be a tremendous connection between the two of you, um, but you're both smart, like really looking at this very smartly and deciding to make a concerted effort to really get to know each other, build that strong foundation, and build it from there. Um, I'm actually picking up 
um, I don't, I, I'm not sure if this is a name of somebody you already know, or if this is um, going to be the person around you, but a Daniel is coming through. Does that name have any importance to you? Um, I know a friend, her husband's name is Daniel, but that's the only yeah, no. Daniel I yeah. know. Well, maybe, who knows? It could actually be somebody that you meet through him then. For some reason, the name Daniel is coming through, and it feels important to what I'm telling you. If that is the name of the person or perhaps somehow, um, you know, you'll be at your friend's house and uh, your your friend's husband will have a friend over, and, and maybe that's how you meet this new person. But I'm going to tell you um, – I see a very short period of time before you're engaged. I would say about uh, six months, um, you know, dating scenario. And honestly, if you were one of my clients, I would say, whoa, whoa, slow down here a little bit. Yeah, you know? that's kind of quick. Right. Kinda... It is, especially for you guys saying that you want to go slow. But in that going slow, you're going to be building such a strong foundation. I mean, you don't have to. Maybe he'll, you know, um, you know, he could he could propose or you guys can start talking about it and you could say you need more time. But my gut feeling is because you, neither of you are in any rush, I have to say that of all the callers tonight um, so far, this relationship shows me, this new relationship coming in shows me that very open dialogue and communication. So you're going to have that with this person, and that might, you know, enable things to go a little bit faster. I'm not sure how it's going to play out, but I see a very short period of time, like a six-month period of time before you're engaged. And, again, the psychic part of me saying, slow down. You don't have to go that fast. But, um, you know, see, see where it leads you. I mean, you know, if you feel you need more time, take more time with it. But there is a very dynamic person out there. He shows himself to be – Um, I keep on seeing um, writing, and I'm not sure what I'm seeing, and I keep on hearing sports. So I don't know if he's a sports writer. I don't know if he's involved with sports, but he writes on the side. I'm not sure how those different pieces will will fall in together. Do you do anything with literary or writing? No, I don't. No. All right. I just want, didn't know if I was picking up something from you, um, and then that would have sort of tied in with things. But he does in some way, shape, or form. So, um, you know, keep your ears and eyes open. But a genuinely nice guy. I mean, I just feel from the core of his soul, he really, he really cares. He cares about people. He cares about the things that are important to him. He feels like he's a, um, a very caring, thoughtful, thoughtful and generous person. Um, in his career, he feels very well established. Um, again, I'm seeing the writing. So for some, I don't know what it means yet, but he, there's something with writing and sports with this guy. Um, and, um, you know, I keep on hearing happy, you know, that you're going to live happy, you know, forever after. So I kind of feel that's going to be the man of your dreams. Well, Lady Fontaine, oh, wow. our caller here at the yeah. beginning here mentioned all the work that she's doing, and she mentioned manifesting, and we had a conversation the other yeah. day about it. Can you describe uh, a little more detail? What is manifesting? What? How do we work on ourselves <laughs> to kind of project? That's, that's funny. You practice it, and you're asking what it is. <laughs> well, we're all manifestors. We're all manifestors, literally. Yeah, your, we manifest your list 20... is a great example of that. Right. That's true. And let me tell you something, Paul. What um, if you really wrote it down? I don't know if you really had a, a, anything written down, but I psychology, did. you did. Good. And that's yes. why you manifested it. Psychology exactly. tells us that when we write it down, 
I don't remember the exact number, if it was like 87% greater likelihood that we're going to manifest it, it is really? important to write it. Yes, yeah. it is important to write it down. So right there, mm-hmm. that you were a manifester right there. But what I tell clients overall, and we all have different techniques as far as how to manifest, and there's, there's thousands of books out there. But what I find works for me is all you need is that um, belief that true belief and faith that whatever it is that you're looking for and you didn't have it, but yet somewhere at the core of you, you had it. I mean, in your conscious mind, you weren't looking for it, but if you had a written list somewhere within the core of your belief structure was someday someone is going to appear that, that fits this bill. So, so, you know, right there, you sent it out and you sent it out without wanting it and without needing it. And that's the key. If you're sitting here and saying, oh, God, I need this, um, you're never going to get it. And what you did, Paul, is something that I always tell my clients is that you really have to imagine it. Like if if a client says to me, I want to manifest a new job and I want to be vice president of wherever, um, what I tell them is your job for the next week is to every morning when you're waking up, you're waking up to go to your vice president job. And you're not at that point where you're wanting it. You're living it. You, you, you picture your secretary. You picture, um, you know, the kind of job responsibilities you're going to have. You imagine yourself, you know, sitting in, you know, with your feet up on the desk looking out the window. But you have to live it, breathe it, believe it. And when it gets into your subconscious as a belief, then you're going to, if you let it go and don't hold on to it, the key is to let it go. And that's why you were able to manifest your girlfriend because right. you let it go. You didn't sit there thinking about it. Um, right. So I always say to my clients, I like when I do it, I do it for a day or so, but you know, I'm figuring no one's going to sit there and really spend 24 seven thinking about this. So, you know, give yourself a week to really embrace it. Like if you want to, you know, like years ago, my favorite car was like a Jaguar XKE. Man, I would see myself driving around in that Jaguar XKE and I never manifested it. But if I tried to now, I could probably do it. But I never really saw myself in it. I always wanted it. So I kept it away. But, you know, I believe that at the core of any of this is what your belief is. And the other thing that I want to mention is your subconscious does not know the difference between your imagination or reality. So if you are literally picturing the second you wake up that, oh, you're getting dressed in your, you know, blue suit and you're headed off to your office and, you know, as you're walking through the halls, everyone's saying good morning and you go into your office that says vice president of you know, whatever, um, and you feel it and you believe it and you live every day that way, what's going to happen, just like the law of attraction, what we were talking about before, what Paul was saying, you resonate at a certain frequency and you're going to draw that in. That's the law of attraction. It's not what we want. It's what we are. And when you Ah. become that reality. Say that again. Say that again. That is so powerful. It's it's not not what you want. It's what you are. And that's why that belief that, yes, Mm -hmm. I am the vice president. Yes, I do have the love of my life in my life. If you're trying to manifest a relationship every day, you're waking up in bed with that person. You imagine their arms around you. You imagine, you know, going shopping together, you know, raising kids together, whatever it is. You have to see yourself. And let me tell you, the person might not come through looking exactly the way you visualize them to look. But let me tell you, the qualities are going to be there. They are. It's a very powerful thing. 
to use that power of manifestation. But everybody does it different. Um, but the, with, I feel without having the belief and without letting it go, you're never going to be able to manifest it. Um, Jim, I'm going to ask you for some feedback on that because I know you're good with that. I got two things. One, one is one is for you, Paul. Um, what you want to do is make sure that you ask your, your you make your list very carefully. You know, if you say someone uh, uh, someone who has money but they don't really uh, uh, in in the long run, you might get someone who has money until they get a divorce and then they don't have money anymore or something. You know, it's it's it's, it's tricky how these things work. So you have to be very very careful about how you word your list. Right. Uh, uh, and and you sounds like you were. And that's good. But but uh, a lot of times you'll get your wish, but then you'll say, well, that wasn't really what I was looking for. Like you might find somebody who's really good with uh, really, really has a lot of books about self-help, but they never read any of them. <laughs> I want someone oh, who's working funny. on themselves. Okay, well there that look. <laughs> the devil's bargain, right? You know, yes, exactly. So, so instead so of somebody, is, uh, but sorry, let me just interrupt was, you there. Could I say this one thing, though? So based on what you just said, so instead of um, I want someone who's working on themselves, you would say something like I want someone who and then mention those qualities, not just, you know, that they've worked through any previous, you know, fears or hurts or divorces Mm -hmm. and they're coming in with, you know, being emotionally open or whatever. So you would have to mention the particular qualities rather than just saying, I want someone who's, you know, uh, working on themselves or spiritually in tuned or something like that. Right. That's what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 And the next, the the other thing I wanted to say was to Delphine that, uh, once, once this guy walks into your life, don't Mm -hmm. stop, don't stop your work. Yeah. That's important. Keep doing it. Because uh, I agree. that's that's going to be the essence of of your of your growth into that relationship in a healthy way. If you if you just stopped, okay. then you you were just doing it so you could find a guy, and now you found your guy, and you don't have to do it anymore. That's that's uh, that doesn't work. If you're doing work on yourself, keep doing that work because that's really where the essence of your growth is. Okay. okay. That's great advice. All right. All right, we're going to go on to the next caller or whatever, okay? See you later, Delphine. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, can I just can I finish up that whole round of, of, of statements there? It was so funny yes. because in my personal life, um, I'll have friends will give me forward-looking statements, as you say in the financial world, and they'll say something like, hey, I, I, I can't wait to see you next week. We're going to go see this band or we're going to have this drink or whatever. And I'll, I'll always tell my friends, like, I'm already there. I'm just waiting for you to catch up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like That's that. Good. Visualization in, in his right? my, my manifestation. I'm, I'm, I'm oh already holding God. the beer in my hand. I'm waiting for you. Wow. I, I'm surprised with all this, Paul. You're, you're, you're way beyond what I thought you were. I'm very oh, pleased. Oh, yeah. I really I'm am. You. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think that you were made for this show. Some of the things that you're coming out with are almost like I groomed you for this show, and I really didn't. Wow. I really, really well, you were didn't. just manifesting. Maybe you were attracting me. I, I was. I was. That's it. Without a doubt. I did. I I wrote, I made my list of what I wanted. (laughs) (laughs) And then Paul showed up. (laughs) Who's our next caller? (laughs) Okay. I've got, I've got Wendy on line three here. um, Wants to talk about more real estate. So 
Oh, uh, and okay. It, and how it re- how it deals with her with her with her life. So okay. uh, here's Wendy. Wendy, you there? Hi. Hi, Lady Fontaine. It's an honor Hi. to meet you. Thank you. Hi, Same can, here. I'm so glad you called. Happy Valentine's Day. Wendy, can you Happy give us your Valentine's. can you give us your story? What's what what's what's what is your question around? Yes. Um I live with my sister Leslie in an apartment and our lease expired. We were offered a one year renewal. Um I'm hoping that my sister agrees to sign it because I think it'd be both our interests financially and because of the pandemic to wait another year to move. And then hopefully next year we we will move together to a new place. Will Leslie sign the lease? I'm shaking my head. Yes. I'm almost getting a definite on it. Um, Let me just check in with my guides to see if there's any snags here, but the way I see it, it's, it's a done deal. But let me just zoom in with my guides and see if they have anything else that they want to say. Thank um, you. And you said her name was Leslie? Yes, Leslie Joy. Okay. All right. Um, I'm still getting a, a pretty strong yes. Um she shows me um a, a true desire to be able to move on. She feels very ready. Um, but I think when she really looks at the big picture of things, um, she's going to sign that lease. What, what's the deadline for signing the lease? Is it the end of this month? The end of this month, but it would be yeah, that's what I prior thought. to that because, because that's the weekend. So I think it's probably the 26th. When do you think she might sign? Um, probably on the 26th or the 25th. I mean, I don't feel necessarily it's going to be tomorrow. But um, we're headed in that direction. She feels like she's still a little bit, you know, on sort of like on the edge here where she's not really sure what she wants to do. Does she have a reason to be able to want to move on? She feels very strong about wanting to move on to that next chapter of her life. Um, And Mm -hmm. that and, and, and she's being pulled very, very strongly in that direction. But I do feel in the big, I would say right now, the likelihood of her signing that lease by the 25th or 26th is 95%. And I'm going to tell you that when I see it over 70 to 80%, it's a done deal. So I almost have no doubts. I almost have no doubts. I mean, there's always that tiny bit of, you know, I do feel a tiny bit of hesitation in her energy, but I feel she's going to come around. Great. But we'll see one year from now. Will she sign a lease for a brand new apartment, new location together with yes. me? Yes, she's very anxious for that next step. That feels to me that she's ready today to do that. Oh, and if she's, not, so if she's next- not verbalizing it, she is. In her energy, she shows me unequivocally she's ready for that next step. So that next step is not to get away from me. It's to go to a new, a beautiful new place. Yes. Right now, I'm not seeing a division or splitting up or anything like that, like you going separate ways or anything like that. Um, you know, okay. I, I, I almost want to say to you that, you know, like any relationship, there's always, you know, like these undercurrents that I feel. And I do feel um, somewhat in Leslie's energy that either she she's either stubborn or she has to be right. Um, either one or both. Is that true about her? Um, my personality is extremely loving and kind and giving. She's a good person, uh, but she's more, she's not as, um, 
affectionate as flexible. I am. Or even flexible as you are. Yeah. Okay. But I've been extremely generous and kind to her and protect. So, um, and, and I was saved by the bell recently. Oh, my God. Um, I was fired on October 19th, and they were supposed to accommodate me legally. Um, and I hired an attorney, and they were gung-ho. And then I woke up this week, and I thought, oh, my God. Number one, I'll need to pay taxes on the entire amount. Number two, I give the attorney a third. Number three, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to pay back the group insurance. So I canceled it. I think I did the right thing. Um, I, I, You know, there's in a situation like that, there's no right or wrong answer. You did what's best for you right now. And I agree that there, there feels – I'm getting a good validation on it. So I would say you did do the right thing. Okay. I love your show. God bless you. You're a beautiful soul. Thank you so much, Wendy. You take care. Good luck to you. Thank you. That was very sweet. That really was. Right. And I I love our listeners. I really do. And our callers. They're great. They always are. Week after week. They're phenomenal. Jim, how are you doing? You got another call coming in? I got two more people in the queue right now. Uh, All right. I've Who got, do we have? I've got Laura. People keep running into these real estate questions today. Isn't that interesting? Really? Isn't that funny? Yeah. Uh, she wants to know if, uh, uh, well, let her tell her story. Okay. okay. Yep. Hold on. Okay. Laura, you there? Yes. Hi. Hi. Hi, Laura. Hi. Can Hi. you can you re- repeat your story for the, for the group here? Yes. Yeah, so, um, like everybody else, I I was out of work for a good while, and I'm working again, thank God. And I I'm really anxious to purchase a home this year. And I was hoping to know if you see me moving to the Carolinas or Florida or staying in New Jersey because that's where I live now. Florida, and, because I immediately saw palm trees around you, so I would say Florida is almost a done deal. When you were saying that, I had no idea where you were even thinking about, but I immediately saw you with palm trees, and I immediately was shaking my head yes. So to me, it's a done deal. The one thing I want to say, though, is um, my guides are are usually not um, forthcoming in time frames. You said this year. Could I guarantee you it's going to be this year? Um, It feels like it will be, but it could go into next year. But I see the move coming for you, and it feels like um, a very smart move for you in a lot of ways. So I feel a lot of doors are going to open up for you and, um, you know, almost like personal career, whatever. It feels like a lot of doors are going to open for you. But to me, it feels like a done deal. But I can't guarantee you it's going to be this year. That's the one thing that comes through iffy. Okay, well, then that. That means I think I will hold off then on because I was thinking about the Carolinas or Florida. I wasn't sure one or the other, but it all hinges on career for me. Where if something's going to open up in Florida, are you? Are they giving you the area? Which part of Florida? No, I, I just keep on seeing palm trees, and I'm hearing palm, almost like Palm Drive or something like that. And I have no idea where that is. Um, You know, what part of Florida that's in. Um, But 
for, I don't know, palm trees are coming through so strong, as is the name palm. Um, so I don't know where, but like I said, doors are opening, so career doors will be opening for you there. And I kind of feel more than just career. I don't know if it's – have you been thinking of um, – I don't know. Do you volunteer or do you community work or anything like that? Because that's almost what it feels like that opportunities like that are going to be opening up for you in your new location, which could lead to a lot of, uh, you know, sort of, I, I don't know, expansion is the word, um, you know, either expansion in your networking circle or expansion in opportunities or something like that. Have you done either community work or volunteering before? Uh-oh, did we lose her? I hope not. Which one was? Oh, I'm sorry. Check that. Um, is Wendy, that Wendy? Right? Wendy, yeah. Wendy, are you there? Hi, I'm here. Oh, all right. Did you hear what I said? Um, you know what? I, I stepped away for a moment. Um, what was the last part of what you said? Oh, you know, I'm not always good at remembering exactly what I said. Oh, but, you asked um, if she did community service or anything oh, like right, that. Right. Uh, for some reason, community service, volunteering, things like that seem to be coming up for you in that new location. And is that something that you either do or are interested in? Because I do feel it's going to sort of expand your circle pretty traumatically. Dramatically. Not traumatically. <laughs> oh. Dramatically. Well, Sorry about that. Well, well, thank you. I'll be very honest with you. I'm a humanitarian, and I uh, I talk to many people on the phone every day at, in a medical uh, insurance environment, and I know how to speak to people, and people cried sometimes when they talked to me because they were not accustomed to speaking to somebody who treated them with such respect. Mm. Um, so I love to help people. Um, I I hope I can start work again towards the end of this year, um, and um, I forgive the lady that fired me. Um, I uh, I wish her well, but it was wrong, and um, I have been an advocate and an example for people. And and. But without a doubt, I, I believe everything that you've said, and I believe you're going to be able, you're going to have opportunities to expand your own, like, presence in a way, that giving nature and that when you were talking, Wendy, it felt like um, people cry when they're on the phone with you because you hear them. And a lot of people feel like they talk and no one hears them. And I, I do feel you have a very, very generous nature in wanting to resolve things or guiding people in the right direction. You're going to expand outside of your job. Like you said, you're a humanitarian. That, that essence of you has a real strong purpose in your life. And this move down south, if it's Florida or if it's even the Carolinas, wherever you end up. And don't buy – like if the ideal opportunity showed up in – you know, North Carolina or South Carolina, go for it. Have fun with it. Um, but it's going to lead you to the something with palm trees. But good luck to you. Um, you've got a well, lot of great stuff ahead of you. Well, thank you. I live in California near the state capitol, and there are a lot of palm trees here. I would love to, a place, to move to a place called 
the reserve. It's kind of pricey, but um, perhaps hopefully next year we can afford it. Um, uh, we, with all the expansion and all the growth I see around you, there's a very good chance you will. So good luck to and, you. Well, thank you. I, I was married to we're getting close to being out of time here. Yeah. So we're running how out. Do we do it? Right. And we're there's doing so good. many we calls. We've got about a, 10 minutes left here, so we definitely want to make sure we get to at least one last call about love and uh, love in the time of COVID. Anybody who has uh, any good stories about uh, relationships now or any questions about love during the pandemic? Let's Is see. Jim around? Oh, there he yeah, is. Yeah, I'm here. I'm I know you're really multi. Right, you're really multitasking tonight. So I'm, thank you. <laughs> He's juggling. Well, I'll, I'll tell you. I think I think Lona has an interesting story. It might not be exactly what you're looking for, but let's see what she has to say. All right. Okay, great. Lana. Yes. Hi. Hi. This Hi. is Lana. Thank you for taking my call, Lady Fontaine. Nice to meet you. Same uh, here. My it's first time calling. Okay, um, well, uh, I'll give you a little bit of a background. Uh, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I, I've, been, I've been alone for many years. My husband passed away when I was young, um, so I'm quite independent. And uh, uh, I was very close to someone who uh, passed away two years ago. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'm... You know, I live alone. Well, actually, my daughter's with me right now, but she's not here most of the time. But I I live alone, and I'm quite content. Uh, I feel a change, a shift in my energy. Uh, uh, I'm spiritually uh, expanding. I guess that would be the right word. I'm, I'm a spiritual person, but I feel I'm expanding my energy and that I would like to do something with it in a practical way um, in some kind of service. I'm not exactly sure how that's going to work out, but I feel very strongly towards it. And I've been working, uh, reading a lot and, and just kind of growing really fast. I would like someone on this journey with me. I don't want to be alone anymore. And I'm wondering what you see for me. All right, I'm scanning your energy. <clears throat> and the first thing that jumps out at me is um, a lot of um, patterns in your life where you have been alone. And I, I do feel you also have some walls up. And I don't see right now where you're actively, um, and, and, you know, if you listen to the whole show, we're talking about not being out there really looking but you sort of have to be out there somewhat and open in order to allow opportunities in and I feel a lot of protective walls and barriers around you so in order for you to get to where you want to be you're going to have to let some of those walls and barriers down and let someone into your life Um, if you do that if you really work on that Lana I really feel it's it feels a bit out there as far as when I feel um a, a like co-conspirator for you somebody who could share that journey with you um I'm just sort of trying to pinpoint and nail it down because it, it is in the distance 
I'm just trying to mm-hmm. figure out exactly mm-hmm. where this person is. Um, I'm going to say right now, um, 12 to 18 months out, which I know is not what you want to hear. Um, but what my guides are saying is a lot of it does depend on you because they're showing me you be, you being very much, um, either, either, I don't want to say the word, I, I miss, I'm saying the word isolated, but it feels like it's you and you, you know, and, and you've built all these survival mechanisms around you that it's very hard to break down those walls. So work on finding that vulnerability in you and work on find and breaking down some of those walls and putting yourself out there. I actually feel for you, um, what, 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 what line of, you know, you said basically, well, you know, what do you do? I, well, right now I'm retired, but I, I, uh, I did a couple of things uh, most of my life. My pat, my first passion was artwork, and I did that for quite a long time. Uh, and uh, the uh, other thing I did was uh, finance uh, to support my habit, <laughs> my artwork <laughs> habit. But um, right now I'm retired. I enjoy myself. Uh, I I uh, I've taken up ballroom dancing I meet a lot of people I just uh, don't feel that attraction right uh, and uh, but I don't know that you let yourself feel that attraction um, you know it's interesting with the artwork I don't have you ever done or thought of even um, you know taking classes to teach this art therapy um, I don't know if that is suitable for me at this time. It's not. I, I, my heart's not in that anymore. In art at all. In art at all. No. Well, not not like it used to be. Mm. Not like it used to be. Um, I think it served its purpose and its teaching for me, and it's it's also helps a lot of people. It's very uplifting. The work's very uplifting. Um, so it has not, it has a great energy. I'd like to apply that energy in a different way, in a more practical way, in today, uh, today's society. I, I think I can, uh, without getting into a lot of detail. Um, so I really do feel that's my purpose. Well, you, I believe you. Um, if you put yourself out there and you keep yourself um, focused on whatever that end point is for yourself, you will find it. Um, as far as that mm-hmm. co-conspirator that you really connect with, that, you know, really um, really has all those so, key ingredients. I feel for you, um, you know, it's almost like a cerebral type of thing. You know, there has to be that um, either intellectual or – um, somehow in your head kind of um, connection with somebody. And like I said, I, I, I feel that person's out there. He just feels like right now that he's, you know, probably about a year out. But you're, I, I feel you're on the right path to finding that person. And mm-hmm. he will be very, very intellectually and emotionally stimulating, but it's that intellectual and that whatever that kind of connection is, I, I want to say yeah, esoterical it's, it's, yeah, in a way. It's, it, 
it's a spiritual connection. Uh, yeah. Spiritual yeah. It, it, uh, and sense a sensitivity. I like men that have a sensitivity uh, and are also smart. Yeah, I can, I can definitely feel that that intellectual bit is 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 mm-hmm. important to you. He's out there, mm-hmm. and and I really feel okay. for you. It's it's I don't know if it's sort of um, it's not even the connecting with yourself bit. It's something else. It's it's it has something to do with vulnerability. I kind of feel you drive, you have to drive so much, you know, drive your own life, steer your own life that it's sort of letting down some of those walls a little bit and okay. sort of embracing mm-hmm. and embracing well, some of that vulnerability. And that's when you're going to meet this new person. Hmm. Okay. Well, I don't mind doing that. If, uh, you know, for, for, uh, for somebody that I care for, but, uh, you know, I don't just roll over for anybody. <laughs> no, and nobody, and nobody's really, no, but that would, you put it very well, <laughs> but I, yeah. it's not even that, <laughs> it's not even that, but it's, it's allowing some of your wall. I mean, look, it's very, I think it's very important in today's day and age to have boundaries, um, you know, and, and, and know what's good for you. And, and you do, you have a very, yeah, um, maybe anyway. it's, maybe it's that, that you have such a strong vision of where it is and you almost want somebody to overlap on that vision. And maybe that's where that flexibility or vulnerability comes mm-hmm. in because you're not going to find a carbon copy of whatever it is that you want or that you see for yourself. That's, there are compromises true. and there are, you know, areas where you do have to kind of soften and stuff, but, in any event, all those little ingredients, give it some thought because you're headed in the right direction. And I do okay. feel you're going to meet that man in the, in the next year. And I do feel you could speed it up by doing that little bit of shifts within your own energy. Yeah, you could still know okay. what you want and stuff, but be a little bit more flexible in where that person might come from or where he could be or how you're going to meet him or when you do meet him. You know, it feels to me that, like, it's funny, Paul was saying about his checklist earlier on, you've got, like, this 30-page checklist, and nobody's meeting. Nobody's meeting. They're not getting past the first page. And let me just jump in. Let me jump in. There's a big difference between your wants and needs. So want, want, want. Get the ones that you need at the top, because if you fulfill your needs, some of the wants are you just the priority level on some of those checkboxes, they fall off the list entirely. Once you get your needs yeah. met, um, some of the other things can kind of relax where you're like, wow, That's true. you know, once yeah. you're like, for me, I needed peace. <laughs> <laughs> I needed to be in a relationship that was peaceful and calm. And once I had that, everything else was like, I'm set. <laughs> hmm. Okay. That's, that, that's very good. Right. Very good advice. Yeah, yeah I appreciate that. So, so okay. we're, we're wrapping up here. We're coming up to the end of the show here. Um, this is season five, episode one. And um, just wanted to thank everyone who called in tonight. We enjoyed hearing all your stories. Our next show will be on remote healing with guest Dr. Peter Hunt, who's a chiropractor and healer extraordinaire. So we're asking everyone to please visit Lady Fontaine at LadyFontaine.com for a reading or life coaching session. And for those listeners in New York to visit Jim at East West Healing Arts in Hartsdale, New York. Website is EastWestHealing.info. Our Facebook page is East West Healing. Or his, his Facebook page is East West Healing Arts. And I have my own shows on Pure Rock Radio 
Net on Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So we look forward to hearing you next time we're on, um, on Eye to the Future. And uh, we really enjoyed this tonight. I think we all had a good time. Yeah, it was a great show. Yeah. Thank you to all the callers. I know some of you didn't get on the air, and we really apologize. We are going to try to do a show, um, I don't know, guys, what, every couple of weeks or so? Every two weeks. We'll every two weeks. Yeah, so um, please call us back. Another great show thanks to our callers and wonderful listeners. Be sure to follow us here on Blog Talk Radio and on Facebook. Check back regularly for info on our next show here on Blog Talk Radio on Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. If you miss a show or want to listen again, you can listen to the podcast anytime here or on iTunes. Signing off from all of us here on Eye on the Future. Blessings 